This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Dancing in an intro. You know it's going to be a good show when your boy's dancing. What's up? Welcome to MMA Takes Podcast. (sighs) Got a show for you today. Got a show. Took notes. Took a bunch of notes. Um, I realize a lot of the podcast shows have just been recapsing of events. Listen, you know, if you listen to this show, you've probably saw the event. So I don't really need to go over every fight, right? We're going to recap Russia a little bit, hit the highlights. But, you know, I plan to show, talk more about, you know, things are going on in MMA. I feel like I got a little complacent where I'm like, okay, I'll just go over the shows. Now, like a big pay-per-view like uh, UFC 244, yeah, you could spend a whole podcast on it. But there's a lot to talk about, right? There's a lot going on. There's a lot to talk about. Got things written down. And, uh, yeah, I don't even know where to start. I mean, could we do Russia in the first recap UFC Russia? Maybe not. Maybe I'm not fired up yet for that. I mean, I got, I got some, I got some takes on that. I won. We'll, we'll, we'll kick it off this way. I won $551 betting NFL and I did a parlay. So Saturday, Russia, UFC, Russia didn't go my way. I was upset, right? Because I was very confident. I only had one bet in. It was a pretty good, decent-sized bet. But my app, when I left the sports book, I was going to place more on, on FanDuel. It wouldn't work for whatever reason. So I was like, ah, that's probably a sign that I shouldn't be wasting any more money. So only had the one bet in for, for Russia. Um, and that went down a crapper. And I was upset because, I mean, I tell you, again, I, I sound like a broken record, but I take this shit seriously. Like, I, I do my due diligence. Like, I dive the fuck in. I watch film. I figure it out. I'm not just fucking, you know, some of these I could be, you know, throwing darts at, but a lot of them I'm fucking picking, like really think I'm winning and I lost and it and I fucking crushed me. So the wife took the baby with her, with my mother-in-law and they went out all day Sunday. They went shopping and all that shit. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to hang out and watch football, whatever. Lazy Sunday. I had to go over to my parents, um, drive down my parents and my parents live right by a road that's like 20 minutes away from Indiana, essentially. So they live closer to the the route, state route to get to Indiana. So I went over there and I was like, okay. And then when I left, I was like, fuck it. So I popped in the Indiana and I just, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I love football. Don't get me wrong. I, I watch football and everything. I, I'm not a prolific football gambler. I've won a couple, couple dollars here and there in football. If I'm feeling real spicy, I'll do some overs or whatever. First parlay I ever, I ever hit with football um, so I go and I, I do a five team parlay, 20 bucks to one five fifty one, And I did, it, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, this isn't a football podcast, but I mean, I did the, the bucks cards over bears, lions under Steelers plus three and a half Seahawks plus six and a half. And then Ravens minus 10 and a half. I hate it going against my Bengals, but I'm like, listen, my Bengals are going to get destroyed against the fucking Ravens. I like the Steelers against the Rams and I love the Hawks and was a great Monday night game. And when it went to overtime, I was like, Oh, I hit on all those already in overtime. It was 24, 24. I was like, well, I can't lose. Cause if they score a touchdown either way, uh, or 49ers scored a touchdown, they don't kick an extra point. So I went by 0.5. So that was nice. I needed that. I needed a little boost. I'm just going to waste it all on Sao Paulo. I mean, I'm going to go down there to the sports book on Friday, probably after work, like I always do. And I'll probably waste at least half of it. Well, no, maybe not. Maybe, maybe a little, maybe a little under half because I don't love the card. I went over the card right before I hop on here. Don't love it. I'm not going to do a pick them for it. I'm going to do a video tomorrow. Put that out on Friday. I think I'm going to pick the main event. Maybe one other fight for the video. 
I'm not going to do a pick them. I'll release the full pick of what I do um, uh, or take a picture or whatever. I'm old school. I do, I do pen and paper, you know. My buddy, you know, is an accountant. He's got the whole, you know, he can do the whole spreadsheet thing and blah, 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 you know, and put all my picks in and have, you know, and a lot of people do that. A lot of dorks, fucking nerds do that. I'm old school, right? I print a piece of paper off. I write on it. I like doing it that way. Um, there's only four more events the rest of this year, guys. So what I'm going to do is I got a huge thick folder here full of everything. Every fight card I've picked since doing this podcast, I'm going to go through it. I'm going to take, I'm going to throw the ones away that weren't this year. I'm only going to tally 2019 and I'm going to see what my percentage is, see what I picked again. So I like that. I keep the numbers down, but it's not like tight, right? And I'm going to see how many underdogs I picked too. And I'm not great at math. So it might take me a little bit to figure out what percentage of underdogs I was picking, right? I didn't do great at math guys, not a math guy. So don't check my numbers. But, you know, my again, my buddy's an accountant. Maybe I'll just give it to him and be like, hey, this isn't my taxes, but figure out. Figure out uh, figure out my chicken scratch and figure out my little color coding system that I do, and uh, we'll be gold. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm just living life right now, guys. You know, it's just fun to talk to you without having an agenda, without trying to run off. And a little late here, not going to lie. We're cleaning out the garage. The wife, for ever since I've known her, now that we have, she's busy. She's got a full-time job and then basically another full-time job. Well, three full-time jobs. If you think about it. She has her full-time job, regular job. Then she does her business. Shout out Winnie James Co. Uh, on Etsy. If you have a daughter, uh, go check it out on Instagram, Winnie James Co. And then she's also a full-time mom, obviously, you know, being a mom and having her little shadow follower everywhere. That's a full-time job. So she, since I've known her, she's been, you know, I want to get in real good shape, you know, and, and she's not bad shape, but she's always... And she's like, well, I want a Peloton. I want a Peloton, blah, blah, blah. And they're like fucking two grand or something like that. I'm like, oh, well, you know, we got to save up. We don't need a Peloton or whatever. So late Saturday night, I don't think she had slept. Maybe Sunday night. No, Saturday night. She bought one. She went on and bought one. Uh, three in the morning, couldn't sleep, got a deal. And I was like, I want this. So it's coming tomorrow. So we have a treadmill in our basement. That's going in the garage next to my setup. So I'm going to be running that treadmill. Your boy's getting in shitty shape. By the end of this winter, everyone gains winter weight. Dude, I'm going to be fucking Jack Dieseled. Um, no, but I've been cleaning up the garage all day, busting shit up. Uh, we have we have like s- six doors in our garage, right? We replaced all our doors. My dad, my, you know, Don, my my stepfather, my, my father or whatever, he came and got my circular saw because he's doing something at his house. So I couldn't saw, saw these things up. Like I have a reciprocating saw, but it's a little wild. So I took a fucking sledgehammer and I was bashing these doors up and our stupid fucking garbage charges an arm and a leg to pick stuff up. That's not in the cans. So I had to bash them all up. Three of them could fit in the can plus all this fucking cardboard we got. And uh, I bashed three doors up with a sledge, like a mini sledgehammer today. I got blisters on my hands, stuffed them in the fucking garbage can. So when the garbage guys come, they can, you know, they can suck on that. The garbage can, you know, there's a bunch of other shit in there too. It weighs fucking 300 pounds. I don't know if they're little machine I, mean, I might break the goddamn truck them trying to lift that thing up it's heavy as shit um i remember when i first moved in first bought the house we got the garbage thing we had an old ikea couch it was it was dog shit got a new couch for the house and i called up the garbage company I was like hey uh can you guys pick up a couch you know how much does it cost blah 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 and they're like quote me crazy money saying they couldn't come in two weeks and i had to pay in advance and it was over a hundred dollars or something like that i go are you fucking great hundred dollars to pick up a cat throw a couch away 
all right and then i don't have a truck so it's like i would just fucking take the truck and just throw it in you know a dump somewhere i don't know so i went down there and since it's ikea we kind of had to put it together so i busted that fucking thing up stuffed the whole goddamn thing in the can so when they came and got it the next day i was like yep there you go i didn't need to pay you whatever go ahead and lift that fucking thing felt good felt good doing it sticking it to the man like that if, if the garbage people i guess are the man actually the garbage people are kind of my biggest rival in my job um you know i don't really talk about what i do let's just say i'm not gonna tell you where i work but let's just say i drive a truck i deliver packages to houses and business and i wear a very particular color that's where i work okay Take a take a drink while you guys marinate on that. Figuring out, hmm, what is what, what does that mean? But uh yeah, I mean, whatever. Uh, I don't even know what I was talking about. That that fucking I busted a riddle on you guys and I just completely blanked what I was talking about. That drink of uh I'm I'm caffeined up today too, so I'm trying to have a good show. I'm drinking a drinking a soda while I'm talking to you because it's a little late. Didn't get my nap in today. Been running around getting the garage taken care of, all that stuff. But uh Speaking about work, you know, we'll, we're going to get to Russia. We'll recap Russia. We'll get to a whole bunch of MMA stuff. Don't you worry about that. One little quick story, because I'm, I'm in a story mode, right? I work with a guy, gentleman. Uh, yeah, he doesn't listen to podcasts, so I'm going to say his name. His name is Keith, right? A little bit older than I am, about seven years older. I think he's 40. Good guy, right? Uh, his brain's crazy, right? He thinks really the way his takes... And his takes on things are so absurd, and, and, he, and he means it, right? It's not a bit. Like, he's just who he is. And I really respect people like that. I don't need, I don't want friends, or I don't need all my friends that always agree with me. Like, I like people completely different than me. Austin and I are very different. We're very similar in a lot of ways, too, but we're very different. Same with Keith and I. Keith and I are very similar, but the way he thinks is it's wild to me. He's He's my gambling buddy. We go after work, and not every time, but sometimes we go down and we have a good time. You know, he's a good dude. And, uh, whenever we went down to the casino, he always was like, you know, I want to arm wrestle you or whatever. I'm a little bit bigger of a guy than him. And he's a, he's a pretty good sized guy. He's, you know, probably five eleven, two ten, or whatever, you know, pretty, pretty big dude. Uh, I mean, not a small man, but he's not huge. And every time we go to the casino, he's like, I want to arm wrestle. You. I was like, all right, let's arm wrestle. Cause I'm good at arm wrestling. He said, he's good. Long story short, he goes, nah, messes in my elbow. So we never did it. Right. We're sitting at a table at a bar. That would have been a perfect spot. So we're at work. And he's on a platform and I'm on the ground and he's probably about three, four feet above me. Plus his height, obviously. I said, let's arm wrestle or whatever. He might've said it. And I, he goes, okay, let's go. And I was like, fuck. Okay. Finally, he's going to do it. Cause he's always been like, nah, it messes my arm up. We go over to these boxes, put my arm down. Now he's got leverage on me height. And he put his whole weight into it. And like, basically I had no chance, right? He, he beat me. He's very happy. Right now. Obviously I could call kangaroo court and go, oh, that doesn't fucking count. What are you talking about? You're four feet ahead of me. But I, you know, I should have been like, no, get down on even level. Make sure your grip's there. Is your elbow up? I should have done my due diligence. I was just very excited that um, he, he he wanted to do it, you know, because I've been wanting to do it with him. I've been wanting to wanting to begin after it. Um, so five minutes later or whatever, he's flexing on me, right? You know, we're standing on these platforms. Now I'm on the platform with him. We're doing our job. He keeps coming up and flexing his biceps at me or whatever. And I could sworn, you know, he always brags about how good he is at everything, right? We, we're both alpha males. We always compete. You know, he thinks he, we have a swimming competition out there. You know, we did the arm wrestling thing. He th- you know, he thinks he can beat me in any, any kind of sport or whatever. 
And I could have swore he said he's a wrestler, right? Now, I'm more of a boxer, stand-up guy, but I obviously did some wrestling training, whatever. And I'm, and, and I'm strong, right? I'm a strong guy. I've always had pretty good strength on my side, you know? And so he's flexing on me, and I go, dude, you better you better quit flexing. I'm going to fucking have to take you down. He goes, oh, what, what? And he keeps flexing. So I grab him up, and we start wrestling. Single leg, swoop down, single leg, high crotch, lift him. We're on a platform that's about three feet off the ground, about four foot wide, and then like six foot long. So we're idiots for doing this. But I pick him up, and I put him down gently on the platform, He's fighting like hell, and I get mount immediately. He doesn't know what he's doing. And I just, I'm pinning him there, <clears throat> pinning him down. His arms trapped behind his head. I'm doing like fake punches and fake elbows. He's trying to get out. He's squirming out. I got him pinned there. He's not going anywhere. Right. And then my buddy snaps a picture of it, sends it to me. It's like the great, it's like his face is perfect. I want to post it on Twitter, Instagram, but we're wearing the uniforms and we're at work. Literally, you can see our building in the background. So I didn't want to. I didn't want to post it, maybe get in trouble for horse playing or maybe even just, you know, whatever. I don't know. But his face is priceless, right? I miss it. I miss the fucking, I miss that. I used to get dumped on my head all the time when I wrestled because I was, I didn't come from a wrestling background. And if I, if I got in there with a fucking shark wrestler, I'd get fucking dumped every time. It made me really appreciate wrestlers and make me really fucking mad that I didn't wrestle in high school. I had so many opportunities to wrestle in high school. I could go for stories for days about that. Story time's over now, but you know, Keith, I think he listens. He doesn't listen. It, you know, it doesn't matter. I, I, I buyed him. So this was last week. So all week he's like, if I was your size, I'd kick your ass. I go, no, nah, no, because the thing is, I told him, I said, wrestling isn't my thing, right? Like I took you down. No problem. Got Mount. No problem. Held you down. No problem. But my thing is the hands. Like my wrestling's probably a two and I'd say at, at my best, my hands were probably a seven. You know what I mean? Like that, no joke. My hands were, when I was sparring pro guys doing good, you know, now they're probably not a seven, but I still can handle Keith. You know, my wrestling was at a two. It was probably at a one zero and I held his ass down. So we're uh, two alpha males, button heads. That's, that's just, that's just what it is. All right, let's get to Russia and we'll get back to just some bullshit. Russia was this weekend. I went over the bets uh, or the one bet I made. Um, FanDuel kind of fucked up because I liked Herman. Uh, I was going to place Herman and Rocco. Even I didn't pick Rocco. I liked both them on a betting standpoint. Um, but uh, yeah, that uh, that didn't happen. So I went five and eight on the night. Not a great night for me. Um, I'm just going to touch on the highlight, highlights. Roosevelt Roberts, one of not my guys, but a guy I have my eye on. He finally rebounded. It looked pretty good. There were some hairy moments in there. Yukalev is a tough, tough dude, but Roberts looked good. That's a really good win for him against a guy who's who, who's big and strong for that division. So Roosevelt looked good. He's got a pretty good story to him. So that's uh, that's pretty fun. And then uh, um, Khabib's cousin Akiba lost. Got submitted by David Zawada. Huge upset. Uh, th- minus three hundred favorite lost by submission. Connor had a field day with that. Deleted the tweets. I wish I would have screenshot him. I should have. Kind of ironic since Connor's tapped a few times in his career. Khabib made him tap, so did Nate, and I think he tapped before the UFC. But you know, he's just you know he doesn't like him, right? He's just gonna he's just gonna fucking throw his shots. Uh, we'll get back to the fight that I betted on first um, or last. I mean, Rusum Havilov, uh boring win over Sergey Sergey blah 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 blah. Um, huge knockout by Magomed Akhmedov over over Dalcha. Great knockout, front kick knockout, six 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 stuff. 
Um, Kelson Abreu, I thought, got robbed. I picked him. He got lost. Anthony Rocker Martin squeaked one out. Pretty boring fight. Ed Herman looked great. Big old belly on Ed Herman, hanging over his shorts, but hung in there with a with a pretty aggressive Russian who isn't the most skilled guy in the world, but um, but uh, Ed Herman looked great. Uh, fucking Danny Roberts with a sick knockout over another big favorite. My lock in the night uh, slept him. That was uh, that was pretty impressive. Um, Alexander Volkov versus Greg Hardy. Great fight. You know, Alexander Volkov did exactly what I thought he should do. Greg Hardy obviously isn't on that level yet. Very impressed with him, but uh, Greg Hardy's progression, but uh, Volkov looked on point. Looked like he was never going to lose that fight. Main event, Zabib versus Calvin Cater. Great fight. Zabib is a terrific fighter. A um, little worried about him going five rounds. I think everyone is. Hopefully, he's calling for a five-round fight. His next fight has to be for five rounds. Even if it's not for the title, it's got to be for a main event somewhere. This wasn't five rounds because it was already previously signed for Boston. Calvin Cater looked great. I think Calvin would have won if it went five rounds. Uh, Zabip uh, looked really good as well. Looked confident there. Looked looked good everywhere. Had a nice trip takedown. His stand-up's really, really sharp and smooth. And he wasn't as hittable as I thought he would be. And Calvin cracks hard. Calvin's got really good boxing as well. We'd like him to kick more. Um, and I would like him maybe to mix up his game. I think if he mixes it up his game, it would open up his boxing more. He's kind of he was kind of one dimensional. I think in the third round he started kind of piecing together. Maybe he's a slow starter, and he just really needed a couple rounds to go. But Zabit looked great, right? Zabit Zabit's the guy. I picked Zabit to win. Um, I was going to bet on Zabit as well. I, I like the number next to his name, but again, uh, only got one bet off. And the one bet I did, the one bet I a, a gentleman I talked about extensively in the last pick on podcast, Roman Kapila versus uh, Carl Roberson. Kabi loves a guy I watched tape on. I watched tape on his fucking opponents that wasn't even fighting him to see what kind of quality win. I watched Sambo matches. I was all over this guy. A fucking sharpshooter, southpaw, good kicks, good ground, um, undefeated, is a killer, young, you know, hungry. Roberson's a guy I underestimated. My gut instinct when it first got announced, Roberson was the underdog. I like Roberson because I thought he had some good wins. But the more I watched on Copley Live, I'm like, man, this dude's fucking legit. It's gonna be a stand-up or Roberson's gonna he's gonna get wear out. Uh Roberson threw they both were South Pauls, threw that nice leg kick, busted up his leg, uh, was busting him up the whole time. They end up banging, slanging and banging in the third round. Um, very entertaining fight, competitive fight, and then Kopilov just gave up. He got he caught a punch or something, or maybe even got taken. He got his back taken. Roberson, good on the ground, has a win by rear naked choke, has several wins by rear naked choke. But I mean, come on, man. Like you're a Sambo world champion, and you're getting tapped out within 10 seconds of hitting the ground. Like you were exhausted. You were tired. You were shocked that you hit Roberson with some crazy punches. His fucking eye was bleeding. A lot of people call that eye poke a dirty shot. Um, you were looking for a way out, right? I and, and I said, like, listen, I don't really put guys on my my guy list, which we'll get to later. I don't put them on my list after one fight, UFC debuts. Rarely do I do that, if ever. Connor didn't make my uh, my guys list till after the Diego fight, right? I had an eye on him. I loved the Brimage fight. Then he turned around and fought Max, blew out his knee. Then they did a little documentary series, and I, we got to know Connor. And then that Diego fight, I was fucking hyped for. I realized this dude, this, this dude's my dude. Um, but yeah, Copy Love just kind of gave up there. But big props to Carl Robeson. I mean, that guy got poked. His eye was bleeding. He could have. It went. It was in the third round, so he could have went. No, nah, I can't fucking see. Let me let's go to the judges' scorecards to see who's winning, right? Because I thought he was winning the fight anyway, so he would have won the decision. He said, "Fuck that." The Russian doctors like, "Let me see. Oh, there's blood. Okay, 
It's good. He's missing eye, but it's good. Terrible Russian accent. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but no, his eye was bleeding, and he goes, fuck it. Let's go, right? And he goes out, and he finishes him. Crazy, crazy stuff from Robertson. Incredible toughness. I like, I like the dude now. I didn't know much about him. I, I mean, I've seen all of his fights, but I didn't really pay attention much about him. Now I'm going to pay attention. Legit, legit dude right there. Um, heart of a champion. That's awesome that he continued. <coughs> Todd Duffy <clears throat> takes some notice. I got to take a drink. Sorry, guys. That time of the year. <clears throat> Goddamn frog in my throat. Todd Duffy, take lessons, bro. You got poked in your fucking eyelash and you quit a fight, you little bitch. All right, um, so that's Russia. Russia recap. I told you I didn't want to. Just want to go over the highlights of it because I didn't want to fucking just keep recapping you to death. Um, I love talking fights. I love talking why I got a fight wrong and what was surprising me. But uh, you know, there's a lot on the docket today. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta get to some stuff here, right? We gotta get some stuff. There's a lot of shit here we're going to preview ufc sao paulo at the end just go over some fights that i'm going to talk about you know i'm not going to do a full pick them i haven't made my official picks yet but uh we'll do that at the end of the show what do i want to do now i got some things written down here um yeah i don't know that's what's up man what's up man uh back to the thing i was going to touch earlier so wife's got a peloton coming tomorrow treadmill going in the garage right next to my heavy bag and uh, got a boxing workout in today. Little one because I was my hands were pretty. I'm a little baby. I got little baby hands. My hands were sore from beating up those fucking doors and smushing them in the goddamn garbage can. Um, but I did get a little one in today. The bag I have is too small. It's too light. It's 40 pounds. I hit it. The fucking thing goes flying. Right. Um, I don't want to. You know. So I've been looking at heavy bags. Right. And I'm such a fucking asshole. Right. I need. I don't need. So Dix, which is literally three minutes up the road for me, has a hundred pound Everlast bag for a hundred dollars, right? In stock. Just go pick it up. Comes with the chain, comes with everything, right? I don't love Everlast, right? It's a consumer brand. You got to pay a, a lot of money to get some of the high exclusive stuff. I've had a ton of Everlast gloves. I don't like them. I, you know, I, I have what's in my garage right now is an Everlast bag. It's holding up pretty well, but again, it's tiny. And I wanted something bigger that I, you know, when I hit, it didn't go fucking flying across the room. So I started doing research. Instead of going up and spending the $100 and getting the fucking Everlast bag, which I should have done, I've been doing research, right? I used to, when I trained, I that's all I did was look at gear. All I wished was I owned a gym and I, what I would put in the gym and how I'd do it. Because the gym I trained at was cool, right? But I had, a, I had my own ideas, right? If I, if, I, if I owned that gym and I had that fucking gym credit card and I got to fucking tell you what to buy or whatever like that, I was always on those sites. MMA Overload, MMA Warehouse, um, MMA, uh, fuck, there's one that they release a deal every night. I forget that. MMA HQ, I think it was called. All of them. Combat sports, ringside, title boxing, title MMA. I've been to all of them. I was obsessed with all of them. Um, we made a nice little, at my old place, when I lived with my roommates, we had, uh, we lived in Alta Vista. And I had like four or five guys coming over and we called it AVBG, Alta Vista Boxing Gym. But like, we literally have four or five guys circuit training down there, right? Fucking one guy's hitting the double. We got a double end bag. We got a heavy bag. We got a jump rope. We got these uh, elastic bands so you can shadow box. And we have timers. Bought a fucking timer. That thing went off. We'd switch. Not a lot of sparring. A lot of the guys didn't like sparring, which which kind of sucked because that's all I wanted to do. But uh, it was awesome, right? So I haven't looked at gear in a while. I haven't looked at equipment in a long time. I bought that bag on a whim like a year ago, two years ago. It's like 30 bucks. I'm like, yeah, I'll fucking take this. But I didn't realize how light it was. 
So I've been looking at the stuff, right? I've been looking at the, you know, the classic bags. And then I start seeing these water bags, right? Water bags, as, as people in Philadelphia would say, water. Uh, and I go, well, what the fuck's this? So I just start doing a bunch of research and Everlast has one. <clears throat> a bunch of other companies have one as well. And it's supposed to be easier on your joints. It feels better to punch. Uh, Canelo exclusively uses water bags. I've seen a lot of pro boxers use use them as well. It's easier on your joints, easier on your elbows. It feels like punching a body. Um, it doesn't move as much, right? And I go, man, that's pretty fucking cool. So, of course, I do research on that of which one to get. And then I stumble across Aqua. If you're listening to this Aqua, sponsor me and give me a fucking bag, please. I'll do a review on it. I'll talk about it. I'll do, I'll do whatever you need. Um, so I go to this Aqua training right? I don't know the exact website. Um, and they have a bunch of them. And then they have this thing called a bruiser bag. Now there's a guy on YouTube called rate this. I'm giving a lot of shout outs today. Fuck it. Rate this gear, right? This guy from long Island, New Jersey, whatever. He's been doing YouTube videos forever, right? He had the bruiser bag. So I watched him, right? Very, he's very short. It's like three minutes. It's not a 40 minute thing about fucking boxing gloves. It's a real short, precise thing. I like the dude, right? He does. He, you know, he's, he's, he fucking, gets the point he had that bruiser bag so what it is is it's a water bag and it has like a head on it and then shoulders and then like a torso so it looks like a literally like a torso hanging there and it's not like one of those things on a freestanding like the bobs or whatever because you can knock those things over with a fucking hard fart this thing's filled 150 pounds you hang it up like a like a heavy bag and you can work combinations to head to the body it's like a silhouette of a person and I saw people online taping floaty tubes or what are those things? Those, those fucking, uh, those tubes, right? The float tube. No, they're called tubes. What are they? Fuck a pull float. You know what I'm talking about? Those little rub, the styrofoam ones. I don't, I don't know what they're called blank in here, but the, I see those guys taping that to it. So it's like arms. So you got to work your way in with head movement. I gasp. I audibly gasp. <gasps> What's this? merely do research right and i was ready to buy it i'm like boop, 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 credit card boop, 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 ready to buy it. and i go oh shit wait i'm in cincinnati right now it's 14 degrees outside this thing's gonna be in my garage what if it freezes right my garage doesn't get as cold as it gets outside it's attached to my house but it still gets pretty fucking cold i was like whoa, whoa what if it freezes so then i had a, i put a hold on it right and i go oh, let me think about it right and then i start watching more videos on it all that shit I emailed the company today and I go, Hey, what's up with the, you know, I looked on Amazon. Some people had the questions. Nobody had the right answer. And I said, blah, blah, blah. Does it freeze? You know, she went back and says, yes, if it's in a cold temperature, it's going to freeze. And then I followed up. What? Cause what if you put antifreeze in it? Right. Cause old basketball hoops with the water base, you know, you would fill those up with antifreeze. So they don't freeze. Some people fill them up with sand. I filled mine up with antifreeze. And she said, yes, you can put antifreeze in it. It won't harm the back. So I was like, okay, problem solved. Different problem is, is it comes with like a nose hosel. So you have to have a nose to fill it up or a hose to fill it up. Not really sure how I'm going to do that with antifreeze. So I'm, that's, that's one hurdle. And I got to buy a probably a shit ton of antifreeze. I think it's like 18 gallons. And it's math. You got to do, you got to like, okay, well, if it's 60% water, 40%, I don't fucking know. But I, I gasp like a little fucking chick like my wife does when she walks into fucking Pottery Barn or whatever. Oh, what's this? That's what I did because it's something new and I'm like, oh, I'm going to need that. Because like I said, your boy's getting in shape. I'm getting the hands back. After bodying, and I'm talking bodying the guy at work and just holding him down like it's a little itty bitty baby, I got, I was geared up. 
I invited. I said, "Hey, let's come over and fucking I'll hold some mitts for you." I got, I mean, I got gloves everywhere. I got mitts everywhere. Come over and hold some mitts, you know. And and, and my garage was like a workshop. I built. You see the, the the desk I'm sitting on. I fucking built. Um, and I've done some other things that, but I have a good sized garage, so that's gonna be on the other side. Now I got the wife's old treadmill. Now that she's got the Peloton, I'm gonna hit the bag running that. Get do a nice little cardio workup. Man, I'm ready to go. Hey, hey yo. All right, so if you're listening to this and you know the Aqua training bag company, whatever, uh, hook me up, right? I'll take a discount. Give it to me for free. I'll do a fucking video review of it. I'll talk about you every podcast the rest of my life. But uh, it, and if you are into boxing as well and you're looking to get into it, that's a. I mean, I have never, I've never used the product, but it looks like a pretty revolutionary, unique product that is getting really positive reviews. Um, just make sure it doesn't freeze. Okay, so we'll get into MMA now. Enough, enough of me. Enough of me. So I told you at the end of the show we're gonna do UFC Sao Paulo. This could be kind of a longer show, maybe not. We're at thirty minutes. Um, uh, what do I want to talk about? All right. So one thing I want to talk about is I'm already sick of Tyson Fury. I like Tyson Fury as a boxer. He went over to the WWE. He trained with Darren Till recently. They put out some videos. He looked good, right? Obviously, it was all stand-up, couple knees, couple punches. He's a big guy. He looks fantastic, right? But I'm sick of him, right? I like how he's going. I'll fight MMA. I'll fight by. And then you got like Stipe. Like Stipe, like you just won a title from DC who knocked you out in the first round. It was a very competitive fight, so you got him back. Now you're saying, I don't want to fight him or I'm not interested in it. I want to fight Tyson Fury in boxing. And Masvidal saying, what's if I Canelo in boxing? Like, what is happening? Canelo went head-to-head with UFC, with Masvidal, and lost. Canelo didn't walk to the ring till 1 in the morning because they were waiting for the pay-per-view to get over. MMA is the bigger stars. They're the bigger pay-per-view. Have them come over here. Because sorry, George. Sorry, Jorge. You're not beating Canelo in a boxing match. Sorry, Stipe. You're not beating Tyson Fury in a pure boxing match. Get these guys over to MMA. Floyd or Connor already went to Floyd. Floyd never came over to us. We Floyd's the biggest star in the world on boxing. So and Canelo is right now. So Canelo doesn't have to do anything. But they need to come to us. And, and when I say us, I mean the MMA community. Let's quit going over to boxing and have them come over here. And then if you win an MMA, go, I'll do it in boxing. Kind of like what Con- Floyd said to Connor, kind of bullshitty. Like, oh, we'll do MMA next or whatever it was. Quit the fucking boxing stuff. I'm sick of it. Everyone wants a payday. That's fine. I get it. Um, I just, you know, have Tyson come fight Stipe in MMA. Like, that's that's what people want to see more than him fight Stipe in boxing, I would imagine. I would like to know. Let's let's do a comparison. Who would let, let's do a poll right now? Obviously, if you're listening to this, you probably enjoy MMA. Who who would rather see Stipe box Tyson or fucking fight him in MMA? You want to see the MMA fight? You want to see how Tyson does on the ground? We've already seen Stipe's boxing is pretty good, but is he going to compete with Tyson Fury? Fuck no! It's a different sport. It's different angles. It's different punching power. It's different everything. Come on, get over it. But I'm already sick of this whole thing. I feel like all I hear about is Tyson Fury, but I like the guy. I'm just fucking sick of him. All right, Nick Diaz. Oh, boy. Nick Diaz did an interview with uh, Ara Hawani. And he he must have taped it in New York when Nate was fighting. And they released it on Monday. I have a thing on Ara Hawani, too. Another, maybe I'm not going to do the rant. I feel like I talk about him enough. But somebody 
in Nick Diaz's camp, if he has anybody, needs to not let him talk anymore, right? He, if you follow him on any kind of social media, all he does is do like clubs and parties, right? His voice is going out because of probably the, the alcohol that he's just constantly drinking. Like if you listen to Al Pacino, what he sounds like in Godfather, because what he sounds like now, it's because of the fucking cigarettes and the fucking booze. He says it himself. He's like, it's fucking the booze. Nick Diaz does not sound great. So I'm going to play a little clip of my funniest, the funniest clip of the whole fucking thing. I'm on Instagram now. I think the guy edited it to make it seem like something from Hustle and Flow, but uh, just take out Nick Diaz and all his glory. Oh, I feel. And usually I'm right. I'm always, I've been right so much. And all the times I'm wrong, I'm like, gee, I was right. So I'm like. <sighs> I mean, it's a Nick Diaz quote. But it's, it's just so silly. Then he goes on and goes, that's my little brother. You're not going to talk about baptizing my little brother. That's my baby brother. And it's like, Nick Nate's a fighter. Yeah, he's your baby brother, but he's also a fighter. And then he talks about how that's really his title. It's weird. And he doesn't want to fight, but then he says, but he might not have an option or something. It was bizarre, right? He did not sound healthy to me. He did not sound clear-minded. I know he rambles, and I know he's always been that way, but... Years and years of MMA and years and years of, of partying and, 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 and just kind of mind warping, I think, really fucked him up. I don't think he's healthy, boys. I think he's got a real problem, you know, and I'm, I'm not afraid to say it. I know, you know, there's Diaz guys out there, you know, people are going to defend Nate, Nick and Nate all the time. And, you know, let him fight Jorge. Fuck it. Why not? Right. If he wants to fight Jorge, that's a money fight. People want to see that fight. But, uh, yeah, it just, I mean... Should we, I mean, now I'm already off the path. As I say, should we, we do another clip? There's another clip where he's talking about, that's my baby brother. His voice is different. It's weird. It's weird. I'm not, I'm not a Diaz guy. I'm not, I'm not in the Nick Diaz army. I, I, I enjoy Nick and Nate. I always tune in to watch them fight. I think they're very exciting fighters, but I've never been a part of the Nick Diaz army. I've never subscribed to that. And, and you know, we'll get into it. I'm going to break down. We'll do that next. Let's do that now because I have a list. I've been asked... Um, a lot of people hear me talking about my guys, right? Well, who, who are your guys, Brian? You know what I mean? Who's, uh, who are your guys? You always talk about your guys. So basically since I watched MMA, I've always had, everyone has favorite fighters they root for, right? My first favorite fighter was Rich Franklin because he was a teacher at my school. He taught math at Oak Hills, Oak Hills high school, Cincinnati, Ohio. What's up? Highlanders. Shout out. Highlanders. Um, he was a math teacher. Wasn't my math teacher, but I've told a story before two toughest kids in school at the time. I was a sophomore freshman. Maybe they're banging it out. These two dudes, two seniors, just woof, 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 throwing hands at each other. And I'm sitting there in the middle of the hallway. Like, Whoa, Rich Franklin comes out in the tightest white polo you've ever seen. Right. Right before his USC debut against Evan Tanner, he comes over and goes, whoop, picks one guy up this way. One handed picks the other guy up this way. Whoop. And they're both still trying to get after each other. He's holding them back with one hand each. He's like, you guys done? Now, I know that might not be impressive because he's a you know world-class fighter and these guys were seniors in high school. But to me at the time, I was like, go, go, go. And then like three months later, he made his UFC debut. And, and, you know, and I was a UFC fan before that, but that really got me hooked. So Rich, is, Rich was my all-time guy in the beginning um, simply based on the fact that, you know, he, he's from Cincinnati. He's a teacher, you know? Love Rich. Lived and die for Rich, right? And then the more I became a fan, and then it became BJ, right? These are my tired list. So I have a list of my guys. I'm going to give you my ranking of my guys. So these two guys are on the retired side. Now, I know BJ's not technically retired, but in my mind, he is, right? So he's kind of 
gone off it. UFC cut him. A lot of problems going on. I hope he retires. He needs to retire. But uh, I really gravitated towards BJ Penn right after Rich Franklin. So those are on the retired list. So the ranking list, top top from the guys, I'll give you one through whoever. Now the featured players, the guys that are that are featured. You ever watch SNL? There's the full cast and there's the featured players. So the two guys that are in my list of my guys, but they're just featured right now, Sadiq Yusuf and Corey Sanhagen. Sanhagen just got booked to fight Frankie Edgar in January. That's a banger of a fight. Banger. Sadiq Yusuf has a fight booked. He did a thing on his Instagram or Twitter where he's like, if you guess who it is, I'll give you this shirt or whatever like that. Um, I didn't play the games. I have fucking no idea, but he's booked the fight. So those are two of my guys. I've never lost betting against those guys. I think Corey Sinhagen's the future 135. I think he starches Frankie Edgar. I think he's going to prove of the new age of 135s as Frankie's debut at 135. I think the speed is going to get taken away from Frankie. And I think uh, Frankie's going to try to wrestle more because he thinks he's going to be a bigger, a little bit bigger, stronger. I think he's going to have a real problem with Sanhagen. But anyway, those are my featured players. Now the ranking list of my guys, MMA takes my guys, right? Coincidentally enough, you know, I made some shirts for a while. I've, I've worn a couple in the video. I made a my guy shirt, right? Uh, 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 I wore, I made three shirts to bring to Atlanta with me when I went to the fights to sell promote. I made two MMA takes podcast shirts with the, or no, I'm sorry. I made one and I made a style bender shirt, Izzy. And then I made uh, a, my guy shirt. Right. And it came out and it was a little gay, right? It looked kind of like the font in the, I love green. It was green and black. The shirt was black. The writing was green. The green they went with was a little different than what it looked like on the computer. And, um, it looked kind of, it said my guys on it. Right. And it kind of looked like, like maybe like a sign for like a gay bar. Like, Oh, Hey, where's my guys at? I want to go. You know what I mean? It looked like there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, if you're gay, you're gay, but you know, I'm not gay. So it just, I, you know, it didn't, I still have the shirt. I'll, I'll take a picture of it. And you guys tell me what you think, but yeah, just I don't wear it much because it's just a little, you know, it looks a little, you know, the font and the color is like, eh, not, you know, it is what it is. But um, so the ranking list of my guys, pound for pound list of my guys in order who I root for, who I cheer for the most. Number one, Israel Adesanya. I love Izzy, right? Was a, was a fan of him before the UFC. Um, he looked great in the UFC. I watched not all of his kickboxing fights, but watched a ton of highlights before I even knew who this guy was. Then I saw him fight Melvin Gillard. And then he got shot in the UFC against Rob Wilkinson. I'm like, oh, this dude. And then I got to know his personality. I'm like, forget it. Forget it, right? Izzy is like, you know, you, you in my opinion, the reason you like fighters, is, the reason people like fighters is because you relate to them, right? That's why the UFC does a lot of these behind the scenes. They do a lot of these countdowns so you can relate to them. Like if you're a fireman, you probably relate to Stipe a lot, right? You probably really like the fact that Stipe is a fireman. If you're a former Marine or whatever, you probably like Brian Stan or Tim Kennedy or whatever, the one of the guys who were in the military. If you're from West Coast Cali, you're probably all about the Diaz brothers. If you grew up in that area, if you're from, you know, 305 down in, you know, Dade County, baby. If you're down in, you know, the South, if you're down in there in, in, in Miami, Florida, you probably relate a, a lot to Jorge Masvidal. I, unfortunately, I grew up in the suburbs, right? I don't relate to what they kind of grew up with. And I, I like them, but they're, they're not my guys because I don't really see myself and I don't relate to them. I, I might be overthinking this, but Adesanya was just on the Rogan podcast, which is a fucking must listen. Must listen. You ha- If you don't like Joe Rogan, throw that out the window. Is Israel Asanya way cooler than me, way better looking than me, way better fighter than me? I mean, all this doesn't need to be said, but he has the same mental as me. We think a lot alike. I had two fights booked 
that I were going to fight amateur, right? Both fell through. One time, my doctor didn't really misdiagnose me, but kind of scared me a little bit about certain, some things. I had to get more tested. I had to be fine. So that kind of sucked. The other time, the guy bailed. But when those, when I would find out who it was, I was fucking stalking him. Like the mental warfare was like a big thing in my head. And it's hard to explain, but Israel Asanya, you know, the way he thinks and the way he carries himself and even a little bit of his personality is a lot like me, right? We're obviously very different people, you know, but it's, our brains are very similar wavelength. I really get his personality. I really like it. So I relate to him and not to mention, he's just a fantastic, you know, one of the best fighters in the world, top five pound for pound now. Uh, you know, I love what he's saying about defending the middleweight belt. It's just, he, I mean, listen, listen to the Rogan podcast. Number two, Darren Till. This was a tough one because I had Conor McGregor, Don Madge right there, right? McGregor is always going to be in my top three. He's just not competing right now. He's just not fighting right now. Darren Till is a lot like me in a ways too. Darren Till obviously grew up in Liverpool and got stabbed and all that shit, had to move to Brazil. Obviously, none of that relates to me. What I relate a lot with Darren Till is his openness, honesty. Like, I'm an open fucking book. Like, I'm not embarrassed to tell anything about any... I, I have no secrets. I'm, I just... I tell it like it is, right? If that makes me look uncool, if it makes me look vulnerable, whatever, I, I'm trying to put all that shit aside, and I, I really respect Darren Till's honesty. I don't... He's not fake with anything he does. His little bit of trash talk that he did with the Cerrone fight, maybe even a little bit with the Masvidal fight, I believed it. It wasn't really like build up. It was just him being honest. He believed it as well. So I believed him. And then now that he's been humbled and just the way he approaches things and how honest he is, it's just really refreshing to hear a fighter do say that. I love his fighting style too. I've been bigging on him forever. But just hearing him talk about how scared he was and he was going to fake an injury and stuff like that, that's like... Like I can, I could relate to that in a way that I know fighting is terrifying, right? I know that it is. I've never fought, but I know moments before I walk out, that's the morbid thought that'd pop in my head. Like, what if I just t jumped and sprained my ankle right now? I couldn't fight. You know what I mean? Like shit like that would probably pop in my head. So I relate to him so much. Number three, Conor McGregor. Uh, Conor McGregor is just the biggest star, right? I love him because of what he's done to the sport. I love Dana White because of what he's done in the sport. Conor McGregor is a star. He's changed MMA immensely. Hopefully, his paydays are going to reflect other fighters' paydays. He's brought the sport. He's one of those fighters that brought it to where it is now, right? You can love him or hate him. That's fine, right? I'm always going to defend Conor because of what he's done for the sport. The sport's better when he's in it, right? He's electrifying. He's the biggest sport MMA has ever seen. No one comes close. Don't you even fucking dare say Ronda Rousey, right? Don't you even dare say it. Conor McGregor is the biggest athlete that come from MMA, biggest, most popular, right? He changed the game, right? So a Moss without people are looking to fight him. They should also be, after they fight, should be thanking him because he really did change the game for these MMA fighters and for MMA and, he, and, and the ESPN deal probably wouldn't be here without him. And uh, I got, you know, this is a sport I love. Obviously, I'm dedicating my life to it and big respect for Conor McGregor for doing that. So he's always going to be in my top three. Um, Don Match, number four. Came on the podcast. Lovely, lovely guy. Terrific fighter. I see um, so much potential in him. Good looking dude, right? I would appreciate beauty no matter what form it is. The guy's a fucking stud. Got a great accent as well. I don't care who you are. Do you want an Irish accent, English accent, Australian? I'll take South African. That thing is perfect right Don match cool guy came on the podcast Let, let's just let's just be honest right i've dm'd 20 30 fighters right 
Couple responded, politely said no. Couple ignored, you know, most of them ignored me. Don Madge's like, yeah, when and where, bud. Here's my number. Call me. One of the greatest things that's ever happened to me, right? He's 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 the best, right? I'll never, ever, ever. Don Madge could murder children and he's still gonna be on my list. That's so fucking awful. And then rounding out the the top here is Kamar Usman. Usman, I respect his hustle. I respect his grind. I love his confidence. I'm a very confident person, so I, re- I relate to his confidence. I really like how confident he is, and, and he's kind of a leader. He's come leaping bounds from the ultimate fighter. He's the captain of that team, um, and, and I just really respect his game and what he's done and how far he's come, and, 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 and I just love his swag. I love the way he carries himself as well. Um, not the best trash talker, which is okay. That was evident against Colby. Colby's terrible. Colby's got a bit going, so Kamar didn't know how to take him. But, you know, it is what it is. I loved how he came out shirtless, like intense dude, uh, knows when to turn it on, and uh, I can't wait for that fight. So there you go. That's the list of my guys. Those are all the fighters. And I, I keep adding, and and, and I, you got to do something egregious to get taken off. I put BJ on the retired side. If all these allegations come out that are true against him, he's getting popped off. Same with the Conor McGregor. He did just get cleared of... Uh, some woman was saying that the baby was his or whatever, and he did a DNA test and it wasn't his. So at least we, at least we got one thing going on, right? One thing right for us. Uh, yeah, big old drink, boys. All right. couple things here before we round out. Logan Paul versus KSI. I wasn't going to talk about it, but I know a lot of purists are hating this fight. Um, I watched it. I streamed it illegally. Fuck you, The Zone. It was a terrible fight. I mean, it, it it was the crowd was really into it, but it wasn't a good fight, right? It was it was a weird fight. The guys aren't professional boxers; they're sloppy. Um, I thought Logan Paul was gonna win. I don't like Logan Paul. I don't know who KSI is. I mean, I'm a Vine guy. I came from Vine. I remember little Logan Paul and little Jake Paul on Vine, right? Ohio kids from Northern Ohio. I'm like, oh, Ohio kids, whatever. Similar stuff in the early days, like Logan used to like get in cars that weren't his and like the people would be like, what? And that was like, okay. Jake, his brother's always been a fucking idiot. He always sucked. Wasn't my cup of tea, but I was like, oh, these kids are from Ohio. And then they moved to LA and I'm like, oh, so this is really bad now. And now they're like the biggest fucking YouTube stars. This is what we got this week. I mean, the, the teenage girls and run the world, right? They, they're the ones that are giving him 20 million subscribers or whatever the fuck it is, right? They run the goddamn world. They think he's hot. So they want to follow him. If you ever watch any of those, I've tried to watch him before just to get a little background. It's, it's unbearable the way they act, the way they talk. It's, it's, I, you know, I'm old, I'm an old fuck. So it's just unbearable, but they're the biggest fucking guys right now. YouTube is being a vlogger. Isn't, you know, like, it's not held in regard of being a fucking Oscar winning actor or maybe even any actor on TV at all or stand up comedian or whatever. A lot of these guys could transition to that, but they're stars nonetheless. Boxing, however, not great. Wasn't a great boxing match. I didn't like it at all. I was watching it and I was like, why am I watching this? Couldn't turn it off. But the one thing that distracted me was when they kept cutting to the crowd. I'm a Midwest guy, right? I like style, I like fashion, but fuck. Those, I've never used the term fuckboy before. I don't even think I know what it was. Every fucking guy they showed in that crowd was a fuckboy. LA just changes people, man. It's a crazy fucking town. It's wild. Name another city besides maybe a fucking podunk town in, you know, Oklahoma. Name another city 
that is revolved around one business. Everyone that like, it's so hard for me to wrap my head around that. There's a guy that lives in LA. That's like that. That's a plumber. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I'm a, yeah, I live in LA. I'm a plumber. So did you ever want to become an actor or a comedian? Nah, I just, I'm a plumber. Like I know people were born there that aren't in the business, but it's just a weird place. So many people move there and live there to be one thing, right? Some kind of entertainment business, musician, actor, comedian, whatever, producer, doesn't matter. Vlogger, if you're fucking Logan Paul, it's wild. There's no other city like that. New York a little bit, right? You get the Wall Street guys, you get the Broadway people, but I've been in New York. New York's lively. New York's, I've never been to LA, but man, that crowd, those fucking kids that were in there, those young, oh my God, man, my stomach hurt, man. Fucking God, I'm just so glad. I, I mean, listen, I'm, I I don't get influenced by many people, but if I moved out to LA when I was probably like 20, 21, I'd end up being one of those fucking idiots too with the, with the long earring in my ear and the weird fucking jean jacket on when it's 80 degrees outside why the fuck you wearing a jean jacket it's 80 outside fucking justin bieber had a hoodie on with the hood up and a wool hat underneath the hoodie bro it's 88 degrees outside is that like what the fuck you what are you wearing all that for you know what i mean it you know it just it's not my kind of town but yeah so boxing match horrible i understand why the purist are gonna shit all over it because it's not you know it's not a traditional thing but uh just from a technique standpoint and just everything it was it was trash right it was utter garbage right they were um i don't know how much sparring they did for it um ksi looked like he was a little more i'm not gonna break down the fight i can't i can't i can't break down the fight and be serious it just looked like they didn't spar a lot and and, and that's all i'm gonna say right i'm not gonna break it down i'm not gonna go technique for technique did one great okay so two things before we wrap up here i want to do this last week but uh kind of ran out of time I was looking at divisions where I'm on UFC.com. I'm looking at the rankings of each division, right? And I was actually surprised by where some of these, um, I was actually surprised by some of the, the rankings here, right? Some of the, the, the guys that were ranked, right? I thought they might've been a little overrated, maybe a little highly ranked. So I'm going to go through each division and I'm going to tell you who should not be in there or who's overrated or who's going to fall out, whatever. I don't really know. Um, I wrote down overrated, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So we'll start with, let's just start with the fucking, now we'll start with the flyweights, right? So we'll go flyweights, Henry Cejudo, obviously great. Benavidez, great. Formiga, I think it's a little bit overrated. Figueroa is great. Even though Formiga beat Figueroa, I think their rematch Figueroa will take it out. Alexander Pantoja, I think is overrated. Brandon Moreno is number five. I think Brandon Moreno, I mean, he's an exciting fighter, but I, I, he shouldn't be five. I mean, he was just cut from UFC. Now he's five. Kai Carl France, I really love. Team out of New Zealand. Rodrigo Bontorin, um, I think I've seen him fight once. He's seven. Tim Elliott just got starts. Matt Snell, I like Matt Snell. He should be at nine. Um, Tim Elliott fought once in the past four years. He's ranked eighth. Rodrigo Bontorin, I think, has fought twice. I don't even know who he is. Um, and then just the bottom of the list are guys. I mean, this is a bad way class to start. I mean, Mark De La Rosa got smoked his last fight. Ryan Benoit hasn't fought in a while. He's fighting coming up. All right. 135. Let's go 135. Let's see. Let's see the list here. Okay. Number one, Marlon Marais. Champion Cejudo, number one, Marlon Marais. That makes sense, right? Uh, just fought Cejudo. Sterling, number two. I like it. Sanhagen, number three. Okay. I, I'm all right. I'm on board. Four, Petroyan. I like it. Five, Rafael Sunset, I think he needs to drop a little bit, right? Sunset's lost his last couple fights. He's a very talented guy, kind of a gatekeeper. I'd move him down a little bit. Pedro Munoz at number six. He's good. I think Pedro Munoz is really good. Lost to Aljamain, but he's, he's a competitive guy. Jimmy Rivera at number seven. I feel like Jimmy Rivera hasn't won a fight in 10 years. 
you know, very overrated, Jimmy Rivera. Get him out of here. Cody Garbin eight. I mean, Cody Garbin hasn't won a fight in a while. I mean, he's getting knocked out every time. He's a name. He's a former champion. That's not the thickest division. But Cody Garbin should be like 11 or 12. I don't think Cody's overrated. I think he's just, he fights dumb, essentially. Uh, number nine, Cody Stammen. Uh, That's a little crazy to me. Number 10, Rob Font. I think that's a pretty good one. John Dotson, you are a favor cracking it. Song Yadong, Marlon Vera. Marlon Vera needs to be way higher, right? Marlon Vera needs to be probably nine or 10. Not overrated. Song Yudong's fighting Stammen coming up. That's obviously going to... I feel like Cody Stammen hasn't won a fight in a while either. That's a, that's a weird list. But one through four, really good. I would put Munoz at five, though. Next up, featherweight, Max Holloway, champion. Whoa, spicy. Volkanovski, number one, or taking number two. Perfect, right? Aldo at three, I have a problem with. Aldo at three, I have a big problem with. Aldo needs to get out of there. Zabeep's number three. Frankie just lost the to Max. He's going down the vision. I don't think Frankie is overrated, but I would take him off the board. I put Yair at five, Chansonong at six. Renato Moicano, Jamie Stevens. They're right neck and neck to each other. Jamie just lost from Martin Moicano. Hasn't won a fight in a while. I thought he was popping up in weight. Wasn't he going up and down in weight? I'm not really sure. Josh Emmett at 10. That's pretty good. He's got to win another fight. I think he cracked the top five. Calvin Cater, number 11. I like that. Uh, Shane Burgos, again, Shane Burgos should be a little higher. Calvin Cater should be a little higher. Calvin Cater should be, I know he just lost, but Calvin Cater should be higher than Jeremy Stevens, Renato McCono. Maybe right behind Chan Sung Dunn. Not overrated. Uh, Marsad Bektik, overrated. Arnold Allen, overrated. Ryan Hall, underrated. Ryan Hall, very underrated. No one wants to fight Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall, ranked number 15. I like him in all these fights going up. Um, anybody on this list to six. Maybe take Frank Yeager out there. I think I think Ryan Hall matches up well with any of these guys. I really, truly do. I think Ryan Hall, Josh Emmett makes a lot of sense. I think Ryan Hall, Shane Burgos makes an incredible amount of sense. Ryan Hall kind of wants to fight names, but Burgos, Burgos might be the way to go. All right, lightweight. Khabib, Tony, Dustin, that makes sense. Connor at number three. I have a problem with that. I love Connor, but switch him and Gaethje. Um, I think Gaethje should be number three and Connor should be number four. Gaethje could obviously make the argument that he's number two, but Dustin has beat Gaethje before, so we'll leave that there. Donald Cerrone at number five, I think that's a little crazy. He just came off a loss. Felder at six, I think that's a little high. I think Dan Hooker needs to be higher. Um, Kevin Lee at eight, that's a good one. He just came off a really nice win. Ayala Quint at nine, a little high for Al. I think Al's overrated. Edson, Edson's got holes everywhere. He's at number 10. Anthony Pettis at 11, even though he fights at 170. But I think he's bouncing back and forth. Gillespie at 12. I think Gillespie needs to fall. I like Gregor, but he just got knocked out. Charles Oliveira needs to be way higher. Um, he needs to be probably like 7 or 8. Uh, Donald Cerrone needs to fall back a little bit. Alexander Hernandez, super overrated. Shouldn't be in the top 15. Islam Makachev should be way higher. Islam Makachev could beat Hernandez, probably beat Oliveira, beat Pettis, beat Barboza, beat Iaquinta, have a hell of a matchup with Lee. He needs to fight Dan Hooker, right? Dan Hooker, seven. Islam or Dan Hooker, needs to, that needs to happen. But Islam needs to be way higher. The guy who I don't like on this list is Alex Hernandez. Not really sure why he's ranked four. He's only given one good performance in the UFC. Um, Cowboy Cerrone shut him down. Cowboy Cerrone, really high for, for me. Really high for me. All right, 170. Usman, Woodley, Covington. Uh, obviously, Covington should be ahead of Woodley. Masvidal should be ahead of Woodley. It should go Covington, Woodley. Um, excuse me, Covington, Masvidal. Then probably Leon Edwards. Then Woodley. They're giving Woodley a lot of respect for being former champion. I get that. That's fine. Uh, I just I just think Colby, Jorge, and Edwards have been more active and, and they've done more. So I'd switch all those around. 
Rafael Dos Anjos, I mean, the guy just keeps winning. He's at number five. Damian Maya, number six. Damian Maya, solid, solid dude at six. Santiago Pantanibu at number seven. I like him at seven. He just needs to fight more. Uh, Steven Thompson at eight. I like that as well. I think Steven Thompson, I know he just came off a loss to Pettis, but I like him. Nate Diaz at nine. You know, that's that, that's okay. Anthony Pettis at 10. He's on both lists. Cracking the top 10, losing to Nate Diaz. Uh, I think if, if that's the case, Diaz needs to be higher. It needs to be higher than Santiago. Uh, Robbie Lawler, 11. That's just a stable guy there. Hasn't won a fight in a little bit, though, but, uh, you know. He's got to win a fight. Ben Askren at 12 is a joke. He's got one win in the UFC. He's got two finished losses. Shouldn't be in the top 15. Vicente Luque, I know he's just coming off a loss, but he had like eight straight wins. He should be higher than Ben Askren. He should be higher than Robbie Lawler. Gilbert Burns should be higher than all those guys because of how good he is. And Jeff Neal at number five or 15. Jeff Neal, great. Uh, most rated, overrated on list. Ben Askren shouldn't be in this list, and neither should uh, neither should be uh, Anthony Pettis, in my opinion. Anthony Pettis has got one win at 170. Shouldn't be in the top 10. Uh, 185, Israel, Whitaker, Costa, Romero. I would switch Costa and Whitaker um, just because I know Whitaker was champ. They, they tend to do that. Anybody that was former champ gets the number one spot. I don't like that necessarily. I think they should switch. Uh, Yola at number four, Ken Near at number, or Yola at number three, Ken Near at number four. I like that. Darren Till at number five, I think it's crazy. Darren Till should not be ahead of Jack Hermanson. I know Hermanson's coming off a loss. And I just said how much I love Darren Till, but one win at a weight class, even though he beat Kelvin, he shouldn't probably be ranked higher than Kelvin, but cracking the top 10, he's top five middleweight right now. I think that's crazy. Kelvin should be higher than Hermanson as well. Uh, Jock Wright, number eight. Derek Brunson, number nine. Shabazzian cracking top 10. Ian Heinish, overrated, shouldn't be at 11. Uriah Hall at number 12 is a joke. Brad DeVars at number 13 is a joke. Shoeface being at 14 is a joke. The whole bottom half of this shouldn't be there. They should redo it. Uh, I think 10 through 1 is pretty good. Rearrange a few of these guys. Heinish, Hall, Tavares, Shoeface, and Aklamev. Aklamev maybe could be in the top 15, but the rest of that top 15 to me is weak. Uh, 205 now. Uh, Jones, Cormier, Santos. Uh, Yeah, I guess. I mean, Cormier is probably not going to fight at 205 anymore, so he's kind of dormant. So I guess Santos would be number one because he just fought for the belt. I think Dominic Reyes should be number one. I think uh, Corey Anderson should be number two. And then I actually think Santos should be number three with Anthony Smith falling behind him. Jan Blachowicz should be a little higher. He's at six. Gustafsson, I mean, he hasn't won a fight forever. Is he retired? He's not retired. Get that guy off the list. Volkan Ozemir, I feel like he hasn't won a fight in a while. I believe he won his last fight, but it feels like it's been a while. He's at eight. Glover takes care at nine. Glover's a nice little run. I think Glover deserves the nine spot. Alexander Record, who's a fucking wrecking ball. See what I did there? He should be way higher, right? I know he's fought the best of the best. He should be higher. Walker at number 11. That makes sense. He just lost. He was he was the guy. Lolita Tifi and Misha Shirkinoff at 12 and 13. Uh, both very overrated. Marisa Shogun Hua at 14 is crazy. Nikita Karlov at 15. Eh, you know, eh, it is what it is. All right, heavyweights, last one. We're not going to do the females because... This took a lot longer than I thought. Heavyweight, this is going to be just an absolute laugh fest. Stipe champion, Cormier Naganyu. I'd obviously switch Naganyu. I think he's the number one guy. Cormier and Stipe are going to run it back. I get it. Um, Curtis Blades, number three. I like that. Santos, number four. I like that as well. Derek Lewis, number five, is an absolute joke. Overeem, you know, at number number six, that's pretty good. You know, he's, he's had a few wins here and there. Alexander Volkov should be a little bit higher. I think he should be higher than Derek Lewis, even though Lewis beat him. Walt Harris should be a little higher, too. I think Walt Harris is very good. Uh, Shamil Akhmedov-Rimahov. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's probably placed right. Blagoy even off at 10. I like Blagoy in the top 10. He gave Derek Lewis fits. Um, he gave Dos Santos a tough fight, too. Alexander uh, Olenek. Alexi Olenek, excuse me. 
Uh, yeah, he's going to be in the top. This is when it's going to get funny here. Augusta Saki. Yeah, I, I can see that. Sergey Pavlovich. I can see that as well. Jazeera Rusenstruck should be a little higher. He's going to fucking knock out Alistair um, Overeem. He's going to be much higher. And the Maurice Green, who I think just lost over the weekend. Maybe he won. I think maybe he won. Uh, he's at number 15. So that's it. That's the uh, that's the rankings. That's what I think of, of who's overrated, who's not. Don't at me or at me. If you're going to at me, at me at... Uh, at me at MMA Takes on Twitter. At me at uh, MMA Takes Podcast on Instagram. All right. So I, I'm i running a little hot here. I'm running a little hour long. Sao Paulo this weekend. I was going to go over it. I'm not going to do it. I've been talking too long. I like to keep a show tight, tight hour. I got to go move that fucking treadmill in the garage anyway. Um, so that's the show. I had fun. I like doing this. I like chit-chatting, not heavy recapping. So um, Friday, I'm going to put out a video. I'm going to do two picks. I'll pick the main events, and I'll, I'll pick another fight that I like as well. Um, put that on Friday and all the all the social medias I just mentioned. And then Saturday morning, I'll take a picture of my fights. I'll tell you what I bet. Probably going to go down Friday. Maybe I'll go down Saturday. I don't know. Maybe I'll go to Saturday morning. Let's sleep on it. I feel like I've had bad luck when I go Friday and I bet. Um, and then I got to wait all Saturday and I second guess my picks. I feel like if I go Saturday, maybe like an hour or two before the fights, I think I'd be okay. So that's it. Thank you for listening for me, to me, for me, whatever. Huh? I'm delirious. Yes. So that's it. Uh, guys, thank you. Thank you for listening. I'm humble. I'm your humble podcast host with you guys listening. This is very NPR voice, but it's what we do. All right. I'll talk to you guys after the fights. You want to take it from the top? Yeah, let's try it. Okay. He will rock you. He will roll you. Baby, don't you know? My heat will move your soul. Feel, 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 feel my heat. I think we should repeat that again. Feel, 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 feel my heat. Feel my heat. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Let's lay it down. Nick? You want to lay it down? Are we rolling on the rehearsal?